MLM Nation, episode 164. So put in the time, educate yourself, um, you know, get the exposure so you can find a way to do it in a way that you love doing it because that is what's going to make you attractive and unstoppable. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. Hey, MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. Before we go into today's show, I want to recommend something that really helped me out, and that's networking times. If you like MLM Nation, and you know MLM Nation features all the top leaders in the industry sharing, um, networking times is kind of like the sibling version. You know, we do audio, and networking time is print. And this is really cool, it's awesome. Just a belief builder and also good prospecting tool as well. I used this a lot back in 04, 05. Uh, I read them cover to cover, and I'm going to actually share the story about it. And I still do. I still get I've been. This has been how many years? I still subscribe to it, read it. Really, really awesome resource. Um, definitely check that out. And this is something I used to gift to my downlines as well. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash times. Now, I believe for a limited time, you get like free bonuses too. Like over $600 worth of free goodies, books, and stuff that they actually mail to you if you check them out. Go to uh, mlmission.net forward slash times. All right, with that said, let's go right to today's show. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I am fired up to bring you a purple episode. You know, as we go into the second year of the show, we're adding something new. And once in a while, we have a special purple episode. So why purple? No, it's not my favorite color, but it's a tribute to the Purple Cow written by Seth Godin, which I think is one of the best marketing books I've ever read. You know, I read it in 2005, and it taught me how to be different and stand out. The lessons I learned in that book helped me build a six-figure passive income from MLM, which I still get paid today, as well as launch a successful coaching training business and build three different online brands. So that's why I'm calling this a Purple episode as a tribute to Seth Godin, because if it wasn't for his book, I probably wouldn't be where I am today, and you definitely would not be listening to a thing called ML Omnition. And the main lesson from the Purple Cow is that you must do everything and to be different and stand out. So that's why this is a Purple episode, because it's different from the rest, and it stands out and very, very unique. You know, today we're going to get like a kind of a brief history of MLM. How cool is that? And so each Purple episode will pop up randomly. It's going to be a ton of fun, and most importantly, you will get a special and tremendous business education. And today's purple episode features what I call these people as MOM super friends. Okay, super friends. They're like, they're like a superheroes. They're not necessarily MOM distributors, but they've contributed so much and dedicated to their lives to helping our profession. And that's why we're so grateful to them. They're not just our allies, but they've done so much more than that. They are our super friends. And these super friends today we have is Chris and Josephine Gross. And they are the founders of Networking Times Magazine. Now, you probably heard me talk about Networking Times Magazine a few times, whether on Facebook or definitely on the show. And it's really played a huge part of my success. And I still remember, I'll take you back, you know, 2005, you know, I, I had some success in the business I'm building. And we all know, if you want to be successful, personal development is really important, right? So I read all the books and stuff. But I found out, there was, I heard about this magazine called Networking Times. I was like, whoa, you know, I got to check this out. Because at that time, you know, I was reading about how much I've grown. I used to read just Sports Illustrated, ESPN magazine, you know, once in a while, Entertainment Weekly, you know. So but when I found out those Networking Times magazine, I was like, 
that's really cool because you know my my belief in the business just skyrocketed just knowing there was a magazine around because most of the magazines you see out there even the business look at like Business Week you know Money Magazine Entrepreneur but a magazine just for network marketing I thought gosh I gotta get this magazine show it to my friends so my friends who don't believe me in network marketing I gotta get this just to show them like hey we are legit okay so stop making fun of me this is a legit business so I went around and I still remember I found Network Times Magazine. Uh, in Los Angeles, that time I lived in Santa Monica. I went to the Grove, near kind of like in the heart of L.A., and they had a Barnes & Noble's there. Now, I don't know if that Barnes & Noble still exists, but I remember I went there, and I saw my first issue. I was like, wow, it's so cool. And I remember at that time, I think the price was $7.95, $8.95. And I'm like, I talk about the change of mindset. I was like, oh, my goodness, that's so expensive. Why is it so expensive? Because ESPN is like $3.95, you know, Sports Illustrated, whatever it is, $2.95. And I was like, $7.95, $8.95, what is it? Why is it so expensive? But I was like, hey, you know what? Successful people invest in personal development. So what the heck? You know, nine bucks, eight bucks. I'm gonna get it. So I remember getting that issue. I was like, all right, I'm gonna show it to my friends. But let me check it out. And I was like, this is incredible. It's like it has stories and lessons, not just from because I knew a lot of the leaders in my company, but to hear from people who are successful in all different companies, the entire profession. I'm telling you, just getting the magazine, my belief skyrocketed. I remember by prospecting, my leadership got better because I realized, hey. This is for real. We got a magazine. I remember giving this magazine to even my pro- showing to my prospects. Hey, you know what? If, for, for all my friends, oh, this is a pyramid. Doesn't work. It's like forget that. We got a magazine out here, right? And I remember I got in different issues every other month. I'll get the issues. I read cover to cover. And so I remember there was one thing was at the back issue at that time, the back cover. There was like an ad for like you can give it all the back issues for forty nine dollars. I was like, no way. I gotta get this one issue. And I was like, actually, I felt a little ripped off. I was like. Eight, eight, eight bucks, nine dollars for one issue. Now you can get twenty back issues for forty-nine bucks. I'm getting it. So without even thinking, I went online, bought them, and all these twenty issues came in the mail. And I tell you, for the next year or so, every lunch I was reading those issues cover to cover, and I got so many awesome ideas, uh, leadership, mindset. And I remember one time I was in Malaysia, expand my Malaysia business. I learned this one thing about how to teach mindset that totally transform my leader. So it's been a really, really valuable tool. That's what I highly recommend it. And uh, it's, so it's a really honor, you know, and you're thinking about the, super honored to have the founders there. You know, who have known back then, Barnes & Nobles, I got the issue, and one day they'll be on my show. And I always consider Networking Times kind of like the brother, the sibling of ML Nation. Because ML Nation, you're listening to this, it's audio, right? We get the leaders from different, we have uh, lessons and training from leaders from different companies. And Networking Times is like the print version of it. Except for you now when you get one issue, you get tons and tons of leaders, a huge history. So... Anyway, I've talked long enough. It's just a really, really big honor to have Chris and Josephine Gross. Chris and Josephine, are you ready to make it happen? Yes, I'm ready. Oh, my God. We are so excited to be with you, Simon. Thank you. It's such an honor. And I'm going to share a little background for you, aside from networking times. I'll give you a background about Chris, okay? Um, Chris Gross is the CEO of Gabriel Media Group and the co-founder of Networking Times. He has a background in building, real estate, mortgage brokerage, finance, and telecommunications. And he operated a public company in the 90s called the Consolidated Publishing Group, which he sold and delivered millions of training tools like magazines, books, audio programs to network marketers. So he's got a lot of, been around for networking for a long, long time. So his company acquired ML Publishing Group that published Upline. And in 2001, Chris formed Gabriel Media Group with his wife, Dr. Josephine Gross, and they launched Networking Times. It's, it's a professional, advertising-free, newsstand educational journal and networking university, which is an online pu- professional certification educational program. In 2012, Chris joined the board of Association of Network Marketing Professionals, ANMP. By the way, you have to go to that event. Okay, every year, ANMP is awesome. 
Uh, and in 2003, he became AMP's vice president. Chris has been a spoke, spokesperson for the networking marketing profession at numerous national and international conventions. His favorite speaking topics include the history of network marketing, which you will get a lot of today. We'll learn from him. And how to build belief in network marketing profession and with the direct selling space as well as in the general public. His wife, Josephine, by the way, is an amazing chef. Okay, I've been to the house. They're awesome people. Cook, every time I go there, they cook me an awesome meal. But aside from being an awesome chef, and I mean cooking healthy delicious food, by the way. She's been a spokesperson for the network, networking profession at numerous national conventions. And um, she was born and raised in Belgium. She came to the U.S. to do a Ph.D. in language at Stanford University. She is the editor-in-chief at Networking Times. She's also a speaker. And her, you know, she spoke with the, on the same stage with top leaders. Her favorite speaking topics include the rising economic power of women, the women are wired to win in the new economy, the feminine side of leadership, and the global impact of network marketing. So the two of them have a com- tremendous amounts of wisdom. Chris and Josephine, thank you so much for sharing your valuable time and being on the show today. It's really an honor. Well, thank you so much, Simon, for that awesome introduction. I'm just listening to this and I'm thinking to myself, man, my wife is awesome. Look at all the things she's accomplished. <laughs> hey. <laughs> So before we get into like your background, I got to share something. You know, we all believe in the law of attraction, right? The, oh, yeah. Right? So right before this, uh, I'm like, oh, I got this interview, Chris and Josephine. It's a little different. Let me, what can I do? So I'm preparing. So I think, I'm thinking, let me go and, you know, the back issues, right? I purchased like 10, I still have them. So let me go to my shelf in the back and look for them. And I know they're in the corner of the shelf. I haven't looked at them in a while. I read them cover to cover. So I'm looking at them and, and I look. And guess what's the first issue that I saw? Take a guess. It's crazy. First issue that I saw that popped up. Of all the, you guys have been around for how many years, right? First oh, issue. The issue where we have we featured the leaders that speak in the secret. Almost close. Check this out. This is called the purple episode, right? Because it's different. It's by Seth Golden. The uh-huh. issue that came up, the first issue that I pulled up was volume one, issue two, which had the networking with the idea virus. A how-to conversation with permission marketing guru Seth Godin. What's the chance of that happening? Oh yeah, yeah, that was an awesome issue. <laughs> yeah, we actually featured him twice. So of all issues, I pulled up the purple issue of a purple cover back in August of 2002. So I think I got to share that. And of course, after I dig a little bit more, I did find the first issue from June 2002, which I read cover to cover. I still see my highlights in there. Um, but anyway, I thought you you find that interesting. Of all issues I pull up was the Seth Godin issue, and you are on the purple episode. Well, that's the uh, law of attraction in action. I know. It's crazy. I can't make this up. It just happened. It just happened like less than 30 minutes ago. So to talk about law of, anyway, from law of attraction, share a little bit about your background, Chris. I mean, you were an entrepreneur, did all these different things in real estate building. How in the world did you end up doing, come across network marketing, do what you do today? Well, it's really funny because I was cold market prospected. As a matter of fact, and uh, and I went to this uh, small business uh, symposium at lunchtime, and they were uh, doing a uh, opportunity meeting for a network marketing company. I listened to it, and I thought to myself, "Man, this is an incredible opportunity because all these people here are small business people, and uh, I happen to have two businesses back then: one in in brokering uh, money, mortgage, and that one was brokering." Phones, so I call it the loans and phones business, and I would have access to all these people if I just bought one of these starter kits. So I thought, how can I go wrong with that? So I, they're going to need loans and phones, and 
I'll just get a starter kit to get involved. And that's how I joined. That is awesome. So how did you get into um, providing tools for that? Because you've done so much. I mean, in the intro, I just talked about networking times, but I also got a lot of books. You guys used to have board games, a lot of valuable tools, third-party tools. How did you get into that? Well, before I go into that, because I want to set the framework, a little bit of a back history on, on what, what motivated me. Because I was a dyed-in-the-wool entrepreneur. I always wanted to help people. I always wanted to get things done. I worked really hard on myself in sports and in school and the Boy Scouts. I became an Eagle Scout at a very young age. And I was your typical you know, overachiever. And when I was 25 years old, I was leaving from the East Coast where I lived to the West Coast. And I had lunch with my dad. And my dad wanted to send me off with a couple of words of wisdom he picked up from his life. And one thing he said was, be careful now when you go out there and you start working on growing a business, be careful not to sacrifice your children on the altar of business. And that always set with me. So when I got to the point where I got involved in network marketing, I actually set myself up with people doing the jobs that needed to get done. I ran the businesses. I owned the businesses. And that allowed me the time freedom to be with my child. So I was like a Mr. Mom for my firstborn and my secondborn children. And that was what was going on when I actually got started in network marketing. So I want to give you a little bit of background on that. Awesome. So switching to Josephine, how do you, I guess you can maybe answer this question, uh, since Chris, you said you married to such an awesome wife. How did you two meet? Well, Simon, that is a good story. (laughs) (laughs) We met at a network marketing convention. So here's what happened. So who recruited who? Who prospected who? Uh, Neither of us did. Okay. I think that's the right answer. That's a safe answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were both already in. Well, anyway, for me, it was the mid-90s, and I was in between jobs, and I was living in the Bay Area, where I had a lot of friends and connections since I graduated there in, in 92 from Stanford with my PhD. And one of my friends knew that I was in between jobs. So she sent me in the mail a package with some brochures from a network marketing company, some about the product and some about the opportunity. And um, I looked at that. And first of all, I was a little offended. You know, I'm, I was an academic like doing marketing and selling something that was about the lowest on my list of things that I would ever want to get involved in. Okay. So I was a little like, um, well, to say the least, very, very skeptical. And when I start reading the materials, I was even more skeptical. And I called her and I said, listen, I hope you don't believe anything this company, these brochures are saying, this is just a company tooting its own horn. Um, she says, yeah, I just got involved. I really don't know too much about it, but I met this really cool woman who signed me up. She's, it's called my upline and she's coming to lunch to my house on Thursday. Would you care to join her? Join us for lunch. And, you know, not thinking too much about network marketing or the opportunity. I really like this friend and I hadn't seen her for a while. So I drove over there for lunch. And so when I got there, I met her quote-unquote upline, and it turned out that this lady was also a Stanford alum. Wow. And I expected her like to talk me into the business and talk about the product. Not so. She shared with me about her lifestyle, her life purpose, how she uh, had uh, built, built a team, the values that she lived in her business, um, 
the, she was also very much into personal development. So she started sharing with me about that and how also how she had created a training called How to Overcome Your Limiting Beliefs. Whoa, that was like a new world opening up for me because in all my years in academics, I had never heard anything about personal development. In fact, I had noticed that a lot of the academics were very evolved intellectually, but their emotional intelligence wasn't <laughs> wasn't really on par. And I was actually looking for a different way, a different kind of career or job away from academics because I didn't think that people in academics, whether writers or researchers, were particularly happy or prosperous. So I was open-minded and I connected to with this lady to such an extent that at the end of the afternoon, I plunked down my credit card and signed up at the highest level, not knowing anything about the product or whether I would build this business. But I had such a strong awareness that this was a group of people where I could learn things that I had never had a chance to learn in academics. So I signed up and she... uh, was very aware that I was a student of life and I wanted to be a student of the profession. And so I asked her, you know, what can I do to learn more about this? And she recommended a couple of books to me. And back then it was, uh, I don't know if you remember these books, The Greatest Network in the World by John Milton Fogg. It was Wave 4 by Richard Poe. It was Being the Best You Can Be in MLM by John Kalinch. And she said, there is one more thing you'll want to do. And that is to subscribe to the Professional Journal for Network Marketers. And back then, it was called the Upline Journal. And needless to say, good student, as I wasn't good at following directions, I got the books. I called the 800 number. This was before e-commerce. You couldn't sign up online. I called the 800 number and gave my, my credit card and my information to Upline. So I got a subscription. And with my sign up into this company came a a ticket to a training that was taking place a month later in Sacramento. So a month later, I already had signed up two people. I drove with my car from Palo Alto to Sacramento with my my up downline. (laughs) And uh, we all went to the training. and, And after the training, we walked around in the exhibitor area. And there was the upline booth. <laughs> and so I had was, was waiting for my first issue to arrive. So I went up to the booth and uh, just to check up on my subscription. And that's where I met Chris. <laughs> wow, what a story. So what, uh, you were working that booth, Chris, at the upline booth? Yes, there were a number of us there. And it was interesting because... Uh, uh, they were all sitting on on pallets of stuff that we had pur- uh, purchased and brought over to the event for this event, and none of them wanted to get up off the pallet. And I was talking to somebody else, and I see this beautiful young lady walk over, and and she's kind of waiting for someone to get up, and they really didn't get up. So luckily, that that lady walked away, and uh, but th- by that time, someone had come to talk to Josephine. She and she had her questions answered, and then she walked away, but she didn't go very far, and she came back, and this time I was like raring to go. They were still sitting down, didn't want to get up, so I went over and started talking to her. So I wanted to make, you know, the, the point of the story here is, well, basically, Chris and I started talking. He saw my, you know, asked me for my business card. Long story short, he recruited me away from my business <laughs> and hired me to help him at Upline. I became circulation director 
for for the, the publication, the newsstand publication that we started. I became an editor, etc. But the point of the story is that really today in creating networking times, I still come from the same place that I was in the very beginning, from this need for third-party validation. So, so an independent party saying positive things and educational things about network marketing in a way that's, that's not linked to any company, but in a way that elevates the profession at large and educates network marketing professionals to do the business in a more professional way in terms of mindset and skill set. So that need that I had looking for, for education, that's still the place where I come from today when we create networking times. Yeah, it's very, very good stuff, very good content. So can you um, talk about upline and the transition? How did it go from upline and uh, what happened to it? And uh, basically, how did you f- start Gabriel Media Group and launch Networking Times, the magazine it is today? Okay, so well, when I came in uh, to, to the business a while back there, when, the, when you answered that question, I got involved and the fellow I got involved in, he had an interest in, in me as a hardworking guy and he had this idea we could open up and, and create a new magazine. I was like, okay, cool, let's do that. And we started looking into it. He had a friend in Wall Street who was a mergers and acquisitions guy and he said, you know, it's better to buy it than build it. Find it as one out there and if you can find one, see if we can buy it. Well, lo and behold, there was one. It happened to be in Virginia at, in Charlottesville and both those guys had gone to University of Virginia so it was really convenient. They started talking to him. And we put together an acquisition, and I funded it. And so I got involved with these guys from the get-go. I learned all about personal development in the networking space. I loved all that stuff. And we, were, we became a public company eventually and because we, the company that we formed bought the MLM publishing company. We also made a new magazine. Josephine mentioned it. It was called Network Marketing Lifestyles. And then uh, I wanted to do something a little bit different than the way they were going right then, and we couldn't meet uh, – eye to eye on that. So I basically took a, a one-year sabbatical and uh, I waited. And during that time, they just didn't stay in business. They just lost it and let the business go away. And when I started networking time, there was feeling a void that was created by the, the uh, absence of upline. And uh, anyway, that's how we got started. And, and I, I made the changes to networking times that I wanted to make to the original magazine. But I didn't have the opportunity to. I wanted to make it in color. I wanted to make it uh, without any company names mentioned. I wanted to make it look like the Harvard Business Review for network marketing. And I certainly wanted to get rid of advertising. So I did all those different things. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely why well, you, you're on the right track and it's been awesome. I mean, obviously, it's done very well. Otherwise, you wouldn't be still around. Uh, the reason I ask this is because when I got started, I read one of the, one of the first books I read, actually, before I even got started, because I was super skeptical, was like Wave 3 of Network Marketing, Wave 4 Network Marketing by uh, Richard Paul, that, uh, the greatest networker, that you know, another book that Josephine just mentioned. And it seems like all the old school books written back in the 90s all talked about upline. So when I got started, I was like, I did all the research. There was no upline magazine until I found Networking Times. What was the, how many years in between was there before Networking Times came out and the time when upline went away? Interesting. They went out of business in, uh, in like December of 2001, and we formed the business in, in October of 2001. So there wasn't much of a gap. I think the last magazine that they did may have been – the uh, November December issue, and the first one we did was the the um, March April issue. Basically, a year and three months later, because we started the business in fall two thousand and one, 
but the first issue came out in spring 2002. Yeah, it's like uh, I have it right here, the June 2002 issue, The Coming Network Marketing Boom by Len mm-hmm. Clements. That's very right. Cool. Very cool. Um, hey, by the way, I need, next time I come over, you got to autograph it for me. It's the first issue. <laughs> okay, yeah. we can do that. Um, so what is the purpose and vision of Networking Times? I mean, you've done so much. I mean, not just from speaking on stage, but just putting – I mean, I mean, it's a lot of work to put that publication out like every other month for so many years. What's your purpose and vision? Obviously, it's not just about money. What's the ultimate goal you have? Yeah, well, but when, when they came up with the notion of creating the magazine – it, it came out of a need that I noticed in my first uh, you know, two years in running the, uh, the MLM Publishing Inc. that made Upline. And the need that there was, was was positive press. There was no positive press anywhere out there for the network marketing population. And the reason I think for that had to do a lot with who spends money on media and advertising. Well, probably everybody except network marketers who actually – Consolidate all that, and they pay it out in multiple uh, levels of compensation throughout their organizations. Correct? Yep. So, since since that was the case, you could say something not known so nice about network marketers in the newspaper, you know, saying it wasn't a, an effective way of doing business one way or another. And there's no no one is going to say I'm not going to advertise with you guys anymore because they won't spend any money. So they could do that and get away with it and sell their media and so on and so forth. So we had to do something to improve the public's perception. Because the perception wasn't there. It was, perception was this was not the best business to be involved in. And we didn't want to let that be the overriding awareness because it wasn't actually true. It was a fabulous business. And I knew that because I was a builder and I built well over a thousand houses. And we used to have attrition in our, in our organization. People would join and, then they, uh, and they would like leave uh, building with us. And we might get 5 to 10% attrition. That's it. Well, I found out that the network marketers had this huge turnover. And I'm thinking, this is not good. But then I look at this, the, the numbers, and network marketing as a sector, as a business model, is doing great. It grows every year, year after year after year, compound rate of, of growth. And I'm thinking, wow, how come they have a bad reputation if they're so awesome? And then I realized it was because of this advertising thing that was not, not going to be supported because they weren't buying media. So I said, okay, i got to change this. And so my desire was to showcase the best practices of the network marketing profession and do it in a lot of different ways. And the Networking Times was one of the ways we went out there and we showcased the success. And we also made the magazine strategically and specifically so it would accelerate the belief-building process. Now, that's really important because if you believe in yourself that you can do it and you believe in the profession and you believe in your company, company's products, your chances for success are multiplied numerously. I, I have to attest to that. The belief building of networking times is incredible. Uh, I think, you know, specifically when I got the magazine, you know, I was in a company where only in that time, maybe 10 markets, 11 markets. So I knew about the U.S. markets, but I never knew about all these Asian countries. And that really inspired me to expand in Asia, uh, especially like the poorer countries, which I didn't know much about, like Malaysia, Philippines, and I, you know, for you to feature these leaders from those companies was very, that just, I would say, really built my belief. And especially in Africa. Like, I thought that Africa was a poor continent, but then I realized what is network marketing is growing so fast out there. It was a huge belief builder. And, uh, like, like I shared in the intro, it was a very good tool to give to prospects. Like, people who, and MLM Nation, if you're listening to this, I'm basically giving you some tips here. If you're meeting people who are skeptical about the industry, 
or, you know, just lend them an issue of Networking Times. Let them read, go through it. Uh, and then they don't egg you on when you want to ask for it back, right? Because you want to create value. But let them see it. And over time, as they get exposed to this, they realize this is a real, real business. And so thank you so much for doing that. It's a really big belief builder. Now, throughout the, I think it's been about 15 years since the, that, you know, Gabriel Media Group founded and 14 years since your first issue. How have you seen, and you, you, you two talked about the perception. How have you seen the perception of network marketing change? Well, I like to, uh, maybe I can answer this question, Simon, because I interview a lot of leaders of all age groups. And I've noticed that with the younger generation, this stigma that used to be attached to network marketing is becoming less and less. And that's not only in the U.S., it's really, really worldwide. And when you ask us why we do what we do, what really the mission and purpose behind Networking Times is, I'd like to add another piece uh, to this, which you know also responds to this question, and that's the following. We are really in the middle of a big shift in the world, a big shift that's reflected in the economy. We're changing, we're transitioning from an economy based on jobs and employment to a new economy based, we call it the gig economy, the sharing economy, but an economy where we take more responsibility instead of relying in corporate, on corporations and governments for jobs, we build our own businesses. So we're seeing a global rise of entrepreneurship. And, and this transition of all these jobs going away, of course, creates a lot of problems. Like any transition, there is a huge adaptation necessary. These jobs, they're never going to come back. And in emerging markets, that, that problem is even bigger than here in the United States. For instance, you mentioned Africa. Well, there is a statistic out there in Africa from when we interviewed um, you know, some African leaders that says that by the year 2020, there will be in sub-Saharan Africa, so that's the northern part of Africa, there will be over 500 million African youths with bachelor's degrees or higher that have that come out and have no jobs. And they were saying that situation is like a, a uh, what do you call it, a firebomb? Um, a, a powder cake. So it, it's a time bomb that is not, is not comparable. You know the Arab Spring that took place, the revolts? Well, you haven't seen anything yet um, by the time 2020 comes around. This is going to be a situation we don't know how we're going to handle it. And we actually interviewed a network marketing uh, an economist about this, Dr. Vijay Esran. He said, and we really believe with him, that there is really no solution for this problem except the, the solution of network marketing, which teaches people the skill sets and mindsets for entrepreneurship in a way that traditional education cannot do. So... The context in which we do our work is really we are we are all part of this shift and we as networking times as educators in networking times together with all network marketing leaders we are all facilitators in this shift offering people who need it a, a solution a way to step into becoming an entrepreneur to transition from an employee mindset into an entrepreneurial mindset and we all know this transition requires several, you know, requires a different different mindset. So uh, network marketing is really the opportunity that allows people to make that shift because it requires such little investment. 
It comes with built-in training, which is virtually free. To the contrary, you can actually earn while you learn. So next, it comes with an empowerment community of people who have a vested interest in your success and that provide mentorship to help you succeed. So that is our contribution to the shift that's going on today. Ours, I mean, saying from Networking Times, but also yours. And also the contribution of all network marketing leaders who are committed to passing this opportunity on to people here and especially in emerging markets where there is even a much greater need. So that is also a very important reason of why we do what we do. You said there's going to be 500 million uh, people in Africa. Is it that's, that's that number? That is incredible. That would be yes. one and a half times the population of the U.S. One that's one right. It's incredible. Wow. Yeah, I think one of the things that's very cool, if you could talk a little bit about it, uh, a lot of these people in these emerging third third world countries, they may not have good internet at home, but you made it really convenient for them to access your content through your app. Can you talk a little bit about your app? Yes, we have known about this for a long time. Actually, when we were doing our webinars, uh, people were dialing all over the world and we had sometimes messages from, for instance, people in Russia or in Africa where they were saying, we were setting our alarm at 3 a.m. or 5 a.m. and we're getting together at the leader's house with like 30 people clustered around the computer so we can take the webinar. So we've always known that that was an issue in those markets. So we worked hard and uh, finally last fall we released our very own new and free mobile app so people can um, you know, download issues like in regions where they don't have internet at home. They go to an internet cafe, they can download issues and take them home with them and read them at their own leisure 24-7. So that's that was a huge step forward, especially for spreading our message in those markets where connectivity is still an issue. Yeah, I know like in the Philippines, because I, I have a big following in the Philippines, that's an issue too. So I think one of the things they do is they, they download it on Wi-Fi when they're at work. So that when they're riding the bus or the jeepneys or the train, they can go through the content. Because they, otherwise, yep. they'll never be able to go through it at home. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, um, so how can people get the app? And I, I know I'm going to put a link in the show notes page. Do they just go to the app store and get it? Is it just yeah, for... Yeah, just to, to, uh, on our homepage, there's a link. So it's networkingtimes.com forward slash app. And you can download it for free either on your Android or your iPhone. And it, gives, it basically gives you instructions. Yeah, and I, you also have a lot of good content that's free. I think there's your blogs out there. And also, uh, can you share a little bit about that? And also, I think there's some free content from your magazine as well. Yeah, absolutely. So there are some sections that are free in the magazine. So the best way to get all that is to get on our newsletter. Because every week we send out a, a training article plus a master networker profile plus some image quotes that you can use for your social media and plus some special offers of free movies or, or, or books that we're launching. So the, sign up for the newsletter. That's one thing. And also get updates from our blog. We update our blog at least three, four times a week with testimonial uh, articles, stories, success stories from all over the world. So it's, uh, it's called Networking Times Today. And we call it the Huffington Post for Network Marketers. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so again, you can go to our homepage and, and click on that link and get the 
the updates for our blog. So you can also, of course, follow us on social media. Simply look for Networking Times on Facebook. And you, because we post, of course, updates every time we, we have a new blog post, our newsletter. So you can get it there as well, as well as on LinkedIn, Twitter. So we're, we're pretty much everywhere. We do our best to really stay, uh, you know, keep things in front of people. And like you said, we have lots of free content. So um, definitely worth checking all those places out. Okay, so uh, back to Chris. I'm I'm interested in your perspective. How have you seen the industry change since back in the? I mean, you've been involved for a long, long time. Uh, I don't want to let people know how old you are, but for a long time, how have you seen the profession change uh, over the years? Well, uh, the profession changed from a a thing that people were not so proud to talk about, and they would kind of ambush you uh, to come over to their house and have dinner, and then they plop up a a whiteboard or they pop a, they put a, uh, a, a VCH or something in the the, the uh, video player video player it's been so long you forgot where they are right <laughs> yeah it depends how old you are but when I was first thought, first encountered it there was definitely like a, a kind of a, like a, a big easel with some paper and some circles and and then those kinds of things and so I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't appeal to people, and you always felt like it was some sort of a, uh, I don't know, uh, a, almost like a cult. And, and and of course, the media played that up all the time because they weren't going to lose any advertising dollars if they did that. And uh, that and the perception became reality. Well, as time moved on, we've become more and more professional. And in fact, that's really why I joined the Association of Network Marketing Professionals is because it's important for us to help the network marketing profession by teaching everybody, even the most enthusiastic new people, that you really got to be careful what you say because everyone's watching us. And we help the enthusiastic people from saying things that might not be useful and might even hurt their company, making claims of the marvelous benefits of the their curative properties of their products and so on and so forth. And so you know that started moving things in a direction that that uh, I believe will actually help solve the big problem of public perception and the way we're viewed. And I think ultimately the awareness will sink into people that with you know a half a billion people out of work in Africa and around the world, even more people than that, that there is nothing out there except for network marketing that provides opportunity for the opportunity seekers. And that's precisely because technology keeps advancing. And when it advances, obviously every two years or so, everything gets half as, as expensive and twice as fast um, and, and starts taking on this ability to do things that people used to do that they didn't want to do. And then they got even faster and start taking on the, the ability to do things that people would like to do but they can't do them as fast or as cheaply or do it for 24 hours a day like the machines can. And so these robots through technology are taking away those jobs. And that's why they're not coming back. And so the network marketing business model actually solves some of the problems because it gives people things to do in in an area of marketing and, well, and things, sales. Things that machines can't do. They can't possibly do these things as well as we do because we help people know, like, and trust. And then we give them information that they can use that will help a company's products or services get into the marketplace and help the people. And that's what we're all about. That is really good. I never heard that before. The network marketing allows us to do things that robots can't do, right? It can't, uh, it's, it makes it irreplaceable. Exactly. That's, that's really 
irreplaceable, the technology is going to replace us. We've seen that already. Yeah. Now, you had brought up the association, uh, the a- Association of Network Marketing Professionals, ANMP. Uh, yeah. I went to that event last year. It was super, super good in terms of the quality and the depth of the training for a per dollar you got. It was, it was just, and you got the great meals, too. And So talk <laughs> a little bit about that event for those who don't know. Because I think that is such an awesome association, but most people don't know about it. And they should. They really should take advantage of it. Well, I'm going to say something about this. It will keep this uh, this podcast uh, timeless, and that is that the the ANMP, which is the Association of Network Marketing Professionals, is easy to find. It's those four letters: ANMP.com. And every year, it's our plan to have a a international convention. And uh, uh, now, to be specific for this particular one, it's going to be in the middle of the year. So look at around June for the convention. If you go to ANMP, you'll see the dates there, but that's our target. We like to be right around the middle of the year before the summer gets started and kind of after the, uh, the, the I guess you would say, the spring thaw and the graduation period. I think the one thing I like about that event is that I think it's the only event where all the leaders come and give back to the profession. Like almost every top leader you can think of is there, giving whether it's financially or giving their time or speaking. Uh, it's a really incredible, really incredible atmosphere. Well, you know, it's a, it's good that you notice that because we call it a labor of love from the professional back to the profession, it's the same as uh, networking times has been. And and I recruited a lot of the people to come to that event to do the presentations because they're members of the networking university faculty. We brought them in there. And they understand the game. This is all a volunteer organization. They're donating. They're buying their, their, all their tickets, all their hotels. Everyone is paying for everything themselves because we're looking to make a difference. And what we did this past year was amazing. We now have a benefits package available for members of the association. You can get health insurance. You can get automobile insurance. You can get homeowners and renters insurance. You can get life insurance. And you can even get... Uh, professional liability riders on your policy that cover you in case something happens while you're having an in-home meeting or you're going to a meeting in your car with your upline or downline. It's a fabulous and uh, an amazing benefits package. And that just became available in January. Yeah, definitely check it out on ML Nation. You can go to ANMP, Association of Network Marketing Professionals.com. And it's just, again, thank you for Chris for being leading it. I kind of, you're the vice president leading it with other leaders as well. But really just like it's a volunteer organization, just giving your time back to it. So thank you. Well, it's my pleasure to serve the profession. And, you know, that's one of the things that really gets me going. In the beginning, you asked me a little bit of why I put, put uh, the time into personal development and, and, and add all these new things is because as I developed myself as an individual, I took a lot of these different uh, leadership programs and symposiums and boot camps and things like that with the, the people who were around at the time. That was like so 20 years ago, 25 years ago. And I learned so much and I owe oh, oh, all of my success that I've created to the foundation that I developed listening to those people who had gone before me. We have a guy on our team that helped us when we first got started. His name is Frank Kiefer. And Frank's an amazing leader. Uh, and he has more... Top earner. Top, you know, top earner. He has more six-figure earners in his organization than the rest of the company put together. And just an amazing guy, so insightful. And he said to me, Chris, he says, the, the key is to understand that success is doing it right in the first place. Mm. And I go, but how do you know what's right in the first place? And he goes, yeah. Because, you know, any road looks like the road to success 
And then you find out halfway down the, the, the traveling that this is actually a cul-de-sac, which is French for dead end, right? And then what do you do? Well, the nice thing about us is that we have this amazing thing called leaders, and these leaders show us the way because they've been there. They made the mistakes, and they lead the way. So doing right in the first place, and what we find out is by, by the leaders' insights that help us to avoid the mistakes that they made. Or we call it standing on the shoulders of giants so you can see further. Yeah, that's the old, that's the old Isaac Newton quote. I love that one. Hey, a couple more questions because it's very rare to have someone, a, a couple, with so much experience on. Is that okay? Yeah, we're we're all for it. Okay, what are some? Uh, can you think of a special moment that really in network marketing, your experience in network marketing, that really stands out? A special moment. Mm. From what context? Anything that stands out. What's the first thing that comes to mind when it's a special moment in network marketing for you? Well, the, the most special moment for me actually uh, came when, when I had I was speaking in a, in a convention in, in Germany. And this is personal. So the guy who was introducing me um, was a very good friend. He was a CEO of the company. And, and as I was about to do my presentation, he says, Now, folks, you have to understand – this guy has traveled over a million miles in service of the network marketing profession over the past 10 years. And he does this as a labor of love for himself to the profession. And I just want you all to understand just how much he's sacrificed, how much he's done to help the, the network marketing profession. And I was really touched by that. You don't get to hear that very much. And, and there were thousands of people in the audience and uh, if, I was probably blushing if, <laughs> if it wasn't so, so bright lighting that makeup on. Well, you're definitely, you know, we know givers win, and you're definitely a huge giver, both of you. Uh, what about you for uh, Josephine? What's the special moment that immediately comes to your mind when I ask that question? Uh, when Chris was mentioning that event in Germany, I wasn't there, but I was at another event with him, and this one was in Malaysia. And it was an event with 10,000 people where we had been invited to... Uh, presented an award on stage to a couple of the leaders that we had featured. And I remember the opening ceremony of this event where there's, there were actually 60 countries represented. And a lot of these countries were nations that are being, um, you know, that are shown to us on the news, on CNN, etc., as, as uh, nations that are fighting with each other and cultures that, that kill each other. And to see these people from different religions, different cultures that are normally uh, never seen together, to see this, these people on stage dancing and singing together and cheering each other on, I was so incredibly touched and got this um, this feeling of uh, this this taste of yes, this is possible. We can actually create world peace. And commerce is, has actually a, a very sacred and powerful role to play in that. Because when people engage in commerce together, they're not going to go out and kill each other. They, they are committed to helping and empowering each other because it's for the greatest good of all. And so to have that vision and to see and recognize the role that network marketing is playing there and how I get to be a little part of that, that was just an amazing feeling that I will never forget. Thank an emotion on that one, Simon. It, it was absolutely beyond to see people dancing 
in their chairs, dancing in the aisles, and they were portrayed in, in the media as being at war, and they were certainly not at war in that environment. You know, uh, switching gears a little bit here, uh, switching topics. You, know, you two are friends with almost every single top earner in the world that's ever that's living and past as well. What are some things, in, like a couple of common traits you see? Doesn't matter what company, where they're from, what ethnicity, what country you live in. What are what are some common characteristics you see in top earners? Now, that is a great question, Simon, and I get asked this question all the time, so I've thought about it, and it's a question that evolves because I discover new traits every day, but I'll just cover a couple, if that's okay. So I would say the first one, you've kind of already touched upon it, it is, the number one is uh, successful leaders embrace technology and the advancement of technology. So while they know the power of relationships and belly to belly and person to person, they definitely um, you know cultivate that part. But they also are open to however technology is to going to increase their leverage, make it easier to communicate with people, social media, etc. So that is very important, regardless of their age group or generation. They are into technology. Next to also, of course, the belly to belly part. A second trait I would say, and I'm, I'm asked that question a lot as well, people ask, what's really the difference between male and female top leaders? And when I think about that, the answer is there really is not much of a difference because the common trait in top earners is that they all have a balance of masculine and feminine leadership qualities. Let me, let me just be a little bit more specific. Masculine meaning the analytical part, the numbers, the competencies, knowing the compensation plan, and the more feminine part, meaning more the emotional intelligence, the relationship building, the listening, the more feeling part. So I say masculine and feminine is not always uh, linked to the gender. You know, some men are have more developed feminine qualities and some women. So, But anyway, the bottom line is that to be a top leader, to be a top earner, you have to integrate both sides. And it really corresponds to the right brain and the left brain. So you have to be equally developed in both and embrace both. And if you are naturally more of a relationship person, you got to work more on your analytical side, like study numbers, understand the compensation plan, build those competencies. And if you're in the opposite, you're more analytical, you really have to work on your on your increasing your emotional awareness, your emotional intelligence, and that ability to create uh, rapport with people, no like interest, etc. That is what will make you a, a a more powerful leader. And maybe a third trait would be um, top leaders love what they do. I like to say every success story is a love story. Because let's face it, if you don't love what you do, how can you compete with other people who love what they do? And here's the thing. When you get started in network marketing, you may not love certain parts of it, like whether it's prospecting or follow-up. But the beauty is that um, there are many different ways to succeed in this business. Proof is look at the stories in Networking Times. Everybody does it a little bit differently. And, and it all works. It depends what you believe and it depends what you love. So my recommendation is to expose yourself and read stories of people, men and women, young and old, who do the business in different ways and find the way that works for you, the way that you really enjoy doing it. 
Because let's face it, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, who is going to want to follow you? So put in the time, educate yourself, um, you know, get the exposure so you can find a way to do it in a way that you love doing it. Because that is what's going to make you attractive and unstoppable. So that, that's like, uh, we covered three. Do you want me to go on? Yeah, you're so good, please. <laughs> All right, well, another trait would be that uh, leaders are really students of the profession. So even though they train and teach and educate and show people the way, they also remain very humble students. They are in the front, front row of the room, taking notes, always... Um, acquiring new new knowledge, new understanding, deepening their understanding, st- uh, you know, keeping up because they know that that learning, the more you are, learn, the more you earn. I'll say that again. The more you learn, the more you earn. That is such a powerful truth in our profession. And that's why, you know, a leadership trait is really to always be a student of the profession. Learn from the top leaders, but also learn from the beginners. What is it that they need and that they're looking for? Because if you understand that, you can really help a lot of people. And then maybe uh, one last trait that, I, I, that comes to mind is, is that top leaders, what they have in common is none of them wants to retire, so they love so much what they do and it's so much part of their life purpose that they say, why would I ever want to stop doing this? And here's the other side of, of this. Trait. You know how so, some people get involved in the business and, and they, their intent is, oh, uh, you know, I don't really like selling or talking to people, but I'll just sign up a, a bunch of people so that I can create, create residual income and then I can go do what I really want to do, whether it's, you know, surfing or do my hobby or something. Well, I got news for you. <laughs> that has never worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If you do the business just so you can uh, build up a original income stream and then go do something else, but you don't really love it and you don't have your heart into it, uh, it, it, it just doesn't work. On the contrary... Many of us, many people get involved in business because they have a need for extra income. Nothing wrong with that. So they build up a little extra income and then they really, by becoming students of the profession, becoming better at what they do, they really start to understand the business model and they start to love uh, how the business helps people grow, how it gives them freedom. And they really fall in love with the profession, fall in love with helping people, fall in love in becoming the best version of themselves, of the leader that they can be- become. Well, that is that really ignites their sense of purpose, their sense of significance. And now the business fulfills a much stronger need than the need for money and the need for financial security. And that is our very common uh, universal need, which is the need for meaning, the the need for significance and contribution. And once that need is getting met by the business, why would you ever want to quit? Because really that's, that's what we're all about. Research shows that people leave their jobs not for lack of money, but more often for lack of meaning. And network marketing is, is a business that in addition to providing financial um, you know, returns, it gives you so many such powerful returns in terms of hu- human contribution. It's just endless the ways in which you can 
contribute to people here domestically, but really in most companies, uh, uh, you know, there's really no limit in, in terms of, um, you know, how many people in the world you can serve. And, and that feeling of being of service, of making a difference, that is so compelling that once you tap into that, you just never want to give that up. That are such awesome words of wisdom. ML Nation, go back and replay that. It's all about the person you become, find the fulfillment. And I can definitely attest to that. You know, Most of you probably joined because you want to make some money and retire. But I'm telling you, in order to be successful, it's kind of like a paradox. You've you got to change. Jim Rohn talks about it. you got to make the million, for not for the million, but for the person you become. And as you build a business, you realize it's not just about the money. It's about the fulfillment and being able to make an impact, helping people that really gives you joy and satisfaction, uh, just like the way Chris and Joseph, the way you're doing it. I mean, people are listening, billions of people listening to them. You know, lots of people read your, your publications, whether it's an app, or a magazine, online. And it's really about the fulfillment, making an impact. So that's why I challenge you, ML Nation. The business is not about you. It's about helping others. You know, I think Zig Ziglar put it the best. Like, if you help enough people get what they want in life, you get everything you want in life. So what is your purpose and the ultimate, what's, what fulfills you in life? And that's what's going to drive you to success. So thank you so much, Josephine, Chris. Um, as we wrap up, some really quick questions. I promise you the last questions. These are really just quick quick questions to pick your brain they could be one or two word answers okay really quickly you don't need to please don't go along with them so since both of you are successful entrepreneurs you want to pick your brain chris we start with you actually we'll start with josephine ladies first what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you people buy why you do things not not what you do but why you do it mm, good what about you chris and by the way if you ever been to chris gross's house like, you know, I have a library in my room. Every room in this house is like a library. I, I go upstairs, there's like tons of books. I go downstairs. Actually, in fact, that time when I was at, brought my intern over to your place, like I said, see, you want to live in a house like this? Every room has tons and tons of books. So, <laughs> I, I thought of a really good success quote. It's on the wall by my calendar. And it's, it's uh, from uh, uh, Dan Goldman's book, uh, Emotional Intelligence. And it is, none of us are as smart as all of us. And good. It's a really good one. What is uh, Josephine? What's one habit that's helped you become successful? Uh, discipline and discipline is comes from the word disciple, meaning student. So being a student of life in as many ways as you can, and that's linked to discipline. There you go. That's the PhD in language coming out. Uh, what about you, Chris? What's one habit that's helped you become successful? The habit that's helped me the most is to dedicate uh, time in the morning, first thing before everything else happens, uh, 45 minutes to an hour, and spend my time in silence and review what I need to, to what I got done yesterday, what I need to get done going forward, that kind of stuff. What's the best piece of advice you ever received, Josephine? Put your blinders on mm. when needed. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Uh, surround yourself with people smarter than you are and let them work. <laughs> I like that. Uh, do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or favorite app on your phone you could recommend, Josephine? I love Dropbox. I use it every day. There you go. The editor-in-chief. Uh, what about you, Chris? 
<laughs> I love TaxBot. <laughs> there you go. Track your business expenses. Yeah, ML Nation TaxBot. I've talked about it before. If you heard from Sandy Botkin talk about it, tax savings. Um, you definitely want to take care of those tax savings. Again, TaxBot tracks your expenses, taxes, puts it in a very organized manner for your CPA, accountant. Go to mlnation.net forward slash TaxBot. T-A-X-B-O-T. Um, Josephine, what's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Um, wow. <laughs> for network marketers? Uh, can I do two? Yeah, two. Yes. Okay. You've read so much. I love Beach Money. It's a book that I've read and reread. And even though I don't build a network marketing business, I, I just love that book. But personally, for more general entrepreneurial mindset is a book that I've read only this year for the first time. It's called The Surrender Experiment. It's called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. Relaxing into the perfection of life. That's a subtitle. Mm, definitely check that out. Uh, the Beach Money is awesome. MLM Nation, go definitely check that out. That's by Jordan Aller. He's been, that's actually one of the most recommended books on MLM Nation. He, Jordan, oh, I have was, a third one that came out today. That's mine. Okay, I'll let Chris. <laughs> okay, he's trying to steal your book. <laughs> so what is the, what's your book, Chris? She's grabbing all the books that I was going to mention. So um, today we're releasing a book by Amber Voigt called that Josephine wrote, and it's called the, uh, actually, Amber wrote it, but Josephine worked with her on it. And it's, it's called uh, The Seven Cent Decision. Creating Your Best Future Through Network Marketing. That's the subtitle. So it's called The Seven Cent Decision by Amber Voigt, Creating Your Best Future Through Network Marketing. Awesome. And Amber's another one who's been on ML Nation episode 20. She's awesome, awesome lady and leader. Um, Last, any, thank you so much for your time, Chris and Josephine. Last, uh, any last words or any last advice or last words? And then what's the best, list, best way our listeners, um, aside from you know, learning about networking times, you can go to mlnation.net forward slash times. Again, mlnation.net forward slash times. A lot of gift and bonuses you can get uh, for trying out, you know, just getting a subscription. Um, but aside from that, any other last words or advice and the best ways people can reach out to you? I love to connect with people on Facebook. So go to Networking Times or find Networking Times on Facebook or find my name and I'd love to stay in touch with you. And let me know when you're ready to be featured in Networking Times. We're always looking for new, great, and budding leaders to, uh, to share their stories with the world. I love that challenge. To grow your business and get featured on Networking Times. Uh, anything from you, Chris, before we go? Uh, I say the best way to get to me, I'm very easy. It's Chris at NetworkingTimes.com. So, you know, feel free to reach out to me. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Chris and Josephine Gross. So keep up the momentum and go to MLNation.net and type in Gross, G-R-O-S-S. That's the last name, G-R-O-S-S, at the search bar and the show notes and all the great nuggets of wisdom How to, and their contact info will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Chris and Josephine, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you too. Thank you. Pleasure to be of service. Hey, ML Nation, before I go to the recap and review, I highly encourage you to check out Networking Times. You just hear from awesome people, Chris and Josephine Gross. Networking Times has made a huge impact on my business and will make an impact for you as well. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash times. Okay, mlnation.net forward slash times. Totally, totally worth it. You won't regret it. Go check it out. 
And now let's go to the recap and review on the main points that we learned from these amazing entrepreneurs. Elmo Nation, a quick recap and a review from an awesome episode with Chris and Josephine Gross. They're super awesome, cool people. They live, they live about, uh, in the LA area, about like uh, 45 an hour away from me. And um, just cool people, just amazing knowledge. Just like they've seen the network marketing profession change so much. And you should be proud and loud to be a network marketing professional. You know, Chris talked about it used to be some kind of taboo thing that you kind of, um, you know, Hide, kind of kidnap or hijack people into meetings, or you know, ambush them. Go to you know, invite them for dinner, and then you just pop in the VHS tape. Now we have professionals in there, and you know, in the last probably the last three six months, a lot of the episodes of MLM Nation all top professionals. So it's really just encouraging to see the amount the quality people get into the industry, and also the quality people who are contributing. Like Josephine has a PhD, okay, PhD. In Stanford, which is one of the top schools, universities in the whole world, and she's involved in network marketing. And instead of using her language, you know, her PhD doing something else, she's contributing to network marketing. And so definitely check out Networking Times. I've, you know, I talked about it many times before. It's an awesome publication. I used to gift it, gift it to certain leaders as well. Uh, go to mlnation.net forward slash times. Okay, mlnation.net forward slash times. Also, connect with Chris and Josephine Gross. Uh, go to the mlnation.net. Just put in Gross, G-O, no, I'm sorry, G-R-O-S-S. That is their last name. The show notes will pop up. They're awesome people. And attend the events. You know, any big event you go to, they will be there. They're always there giving back in some way or not. Uh, last time, you know, at the last event was, uh, actually not the last time, a couple of events ago at uh, the GoPro event. Uh, Jordan Allen donated like a, some crazy stuff, like with like a million dollars, something charity. And guess who was there? Chris and Josephine were right there capturing that story. You know, so really awesome people. Um, and the event that, whether you go to the event, you should definitely check AMMP, Association Network Marketing Professionals. It is, it's just something good for the community, giving back. And I think this is where it's evolving. You know, people used to be all, oh, just my company alone. I think in the last couple of years, just from what I've seen in my 13 years in network marketing, that people from different companies, leaders are getting together. I think online is definitely has to do with it. Social media, Facebook, uh, building friendship with other leaders from other companies and realizing we're all in this together, right? Like Chris started, was an awesome vision. Chris started Networking Times because the industry needed some positive PR because the perception that we're marketing, oh, it's like a kind of lame thing that only poor and broke people do or whatever it was to create something professional. And so thank him so much because he, he played a big part in the whole Networking Times. Um, if, and that's the thing about giving, right? Like if he didn't do that, I'm, who knows, I'm probably not, may not be here today, right? Because uh, that played a big part. I used to read that. I'm telling you, cover to cover. And even today, I still get it. I still go through the issues. I see, I also learn about new leaders, and where, especially that stuff about Africa. Network marketing is growing so fast in Africa now, growing very fast in, network, in Africa and the Middle East. It's really booming. Crazy because it's a really new thing. It's kind of like when the U.S. was discovering that we're walking back in the sixties to seventies, booming really, really quickly out in those countries. And for me to learn is really, really cool. So definitely check out again network networking times. Go to mlnation.net for slash times. A couple of the couple key takeaways. Okay, number one is um, common traits of MLM leaders. So they are friends with almost every top earner alive uh, out there. They've been publishing for so long. Number one, leaders embrace technology. So stop making excuses like, I'm not into technology. I'm not good with it. Just embrace it, okay? Just like you can learn something, 
You learn how to walk. You learn how to swim. You learn how to ride a bike. You can learn it. Number two is there's no difference between male and female. It's the same qualities, right? It's like being good with numbers. It's a balance. You have to know your numbers, setting your goals. But at the same time, you've got to have good EQ, have a feeling, relate, be empathetic to people. And that's how you can relate to your prospects better and also relate to your downlines. Third thing is loving what you do. You know, um, your success story is a love story. And that's so true. You know, when I got started in network marketing, Joseph, you hit it right in the spot. I just did it because I didn't like it. I just say, hey, it makes me money. But as I've grown, I found that this business is not really, it's not just about prospecting. It's really about helping people. The joy, satisfaction of making, you know, getting people full-time. I still remember the first person that helped become full-time. It's just tremendous satisfaction. That is what is the fulfillment. That's what gets people, you know, love what you do because we are in an awesome profession. Um, another thing is, and it's just kind of ties into number five was like, no one wants to retire, right? People always somehow involved in network marketing because, um, ultimately success is not about the money. It's about your purpose. And I'm telling you, it's a paradox. If you think, oh, I'm going to retire and just watch TV and play golf all day. That type of person with that type of thinking will never be successful in network marketing. That's why it's all about growing your mind. And I posted this recently on social media. It got shared so many times. It's like, it's not about how long you've been in the business or how well you know about your products. It's how quickly you can change your mindset that determines whether you're going to be successful or not. It's be changing that, becoming that different person. Like, I'll give you an example. When I first started, I gave up uh, cable TV. You know, so I could, because I was limited budget. I was I had a job. I gave up cable TV so I could buy things and network, subscribe to Networking Times, buy books and stuff like that. And I thought that, well, you know, I just suck it up. And also cut t- cable TV because I couldn't, uh, you know, I had to save for my company's ship, right? I had to, I had no money for ship, So I started cutting expenses and cable TV was, I was spending a hundred dollars a month for that. So I cut it off. And I said, like, well, when I make money, I'll, I will, yeah, I can watch Sports Center and watch the music videos. You know, when I became successful, could afford it, I no longer wanted those things. Because I had changed. I changed my mindset. And that's why, you know, you can put two people in the same situations, everything, but someone has a wealth mindset, someone has a poor mindset. The wealth mindset will always end up with the money. The poor will always lose the money. And that's another thing where, like, even if the richest people in the world donated all the money to the poorest people, within, like, a year or two years, all the rich people will get the money back because it's the mindset. They know how to make money. It's really not about... It's about the mindset and the success habits, the way you think, the way you look at things. Anyway, I can do a whole, I have actually a whole course about that training. I'm going to move on. Uh, but you know about the importance of changing mindset. Last thing is all network marketing leaders are students of the profession. You know, the more you learn, like Josephine says, the more you learn, the more you earn. The constantly learning. And that's why at these big events, you know, it doesn't matter how much uh, money people are making, the leaders are always learning and reading. I'm reading. I'm reading like 10 books a month. I'm, I'm learning how to speed, read, skip through books, learning. Everyone's learning, learning, learning. Because, again, it's not about the money anymore. It's about the person you become. And once you become a person, it's about the biggest, pr- bigger purpose and vision. So, Awesome advice. Ultimately, it's really about this episode. It's about your purpose and vision. What do you really want to achieve? You know, the most fulfilling special moment. Chris shared about how much he's contributed. Josephine, so that all these people who are normally fighting in wars, but they can come together, right? Seeing that, what makes you happy? How is network marketing helping you to fulfill that? That is what ultimately going to, you know, get you to change your mindset, motivate you, and bring you to success. So anyway... Awesome episode, long one, but we I wanted Chris and Josephine to share the knowledge they've been in the profession for so long. Thank you, thank them, make sure you connect with them, and make sure you check out Networking Times, go to mlnation.net forward slash times. And, uh, you know, share this episode with others, uh, just, you know, and thank you for listening to ML Nation. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes if you haven't done that. And 
I'm just fired up, you know, and I don't even talk about, you know, I just one last thing I keep saying is that it was really true. I mean, I can't make this up. This is the purple episode, right? Something different. People are not necessarily leaders, but contribute so much. I'm telling you, when I went to my cabinet and you see my cabinet of all these magazines in the corner of the books, but in the corner behind there's a stack of magazines. The first issue I opened that, to, to, it was actually behind a certain of uh, these books. I, I pulled those books aside, wanted to grab grab actually issue number one and of all issues I found out and they were all in random order okay because when we moved a couple of years ago we just put them there and never had the time the issue was volume one issue two which which had uh, Seth Godin's book Permission Marketing Seth Godin the, the author of Purple Cow and actually this was before he even wrote the Purple Cow Network Times featured him about permission marketing how networking so it is the law of attraction I'm telling you it is meant to be so again Thank you for Chris and Josephine Gross for contributing. Thank you for listening. And remember, we're in the profession to help others, just like what Chris and Josephine do. They help others be a giver. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. 